This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. I'm focused, man. Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. What is up, everybody out there in Flavor Your Ear Podcast Land? We are here with another episode, and this is uh, Women's History Empowerment Month. So we are bringing our star-studded cast aboard to, you know, have some good conversations for y'all's entertainment, information, and you know, just to have some outlet during these times. So uh, I won't—I'll get straight to it. I won't uh, give any formalities here. Um, this is my good friend, sister, whatever you love, she's going to be called. I don't know what she's going to be called, but we, we kind of go back uh, pretty far. Uh, small uh, summary about us. Uh, I think we start talking shit through sports, I believe. That's, why, that's how yep. I started. Absolutely. She's actually one of She's actually one of those females that like sports, which I always think is the cool, the coolest shit ever, you know, for females that like sports. That's just me, my personal thing. And we've been cool ever since. She's been someone who I can always talk to about all the random shit that, you know, going on in my life and vice versa and things like that. So I reached out to her to have a, a episode today. I'll talk about a few things. It's not one of those deep thought provoking episodes. It's just something just, you know, to a couple of topics we're going to talk about. Um, just so you can see some of the different correlations and things that we talk about about different topics and whatnot so name is Kiana Shuler she's from Chocolate City DC and I lived in DC for a little while which I loved it I still want to go back there I want to like live there later on when I retire or whatnot because I love the area she is authentic DC I, I always say that because like she's a product, <laughs> she's a product of DC and I love that about her you know she doesn't hold it back or whatnot she's been an excellent uh, person in my lifetime uh, as far as everything so Say what's up to everybody, Keith. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about it about that little formal part right there. We'll get right into it. We don't waste too much time here. We usually discuss a few light things and then we get to like a main topic later on. So uh, just to get, you know, icebreakers, that's what I call them. So uh, we were in our green room session. And I know a hot topic now is uh, coming to America too. That just came out. That's a movie for the for the culture that everybody been looking at. And <laughs> I've heard a lot of uh, mixed uh, feedback about it. So, Key, I was gonna get you, I was gonna first get your feedback on it. What you think? And what I was looking at before you start, it was made in 1988. <laughs> so the first one. So like to compare these two and be kind of uh, you know critical of it. I feel it's wrong because these people are like 30 something years older. Now, later. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, uh, that's my personal thing. I said, people, we just be critical about everything. The fact they did it in general, I was like, good. You know, Excited. So. Exactly. I just think <laughs> people thought the sequel was going to be where they kind of picked up where they left off. Like they mm-hmm. were hoping probably mm-hmm. to see how Lisa adapted to being a, a princess of Zamunda and mm-hmm. all of that versus them actually living now like in the future like they're going now and people that's where the differences come come about but i i too had a bit mixed feelings about it it was hilarious though i'm gonna (laughs) gonna give that to you but i do like the fact that they kept 
a lot of the same people. I love trilogies that have this, you know, sequels that have okay. the same characters in it. And they try to, you know, kind of bring back some of the other original, mm-hmm. you know, members and feel to it. But the only thing, you know, I really didn't care for is that when it comes to the image of being ghetto, sometimes I feel like they just kind of go overboard with it that mm-hmm. you could be ghetto and not be like that ghetto. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, real, man, real, like real. my goodness, they <laughs> gotta, you know, put it <laughs> like that. You can mm-hmm. still be ghetto and have some type of, you know, class and, Right. And, you know, it's just, that's the only thing. But other than that, it was hilarious. I'm not going to go into too many details, might spoil it for some people. But if you're a person that likes uh, movies that are funny, it was really, really funny. So mm-hmm. I can really appreciate that. Yeah, and I think, I think the same too, without spoiling it either. I think that, well, first of all, I get impressed because recording nowadays with the pandemic and stuff is already hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. we just, so quick to just shit on something like just like oh we found a negative and everything they recorded this and got this out you know during the pandemic where people are in the house most of the time and you're able to enjoy something so stop living for like if they did a friday today it's not gonna be the same like the old friday exactly you know what I'm exactly it's just not gonna be the same it's not gonna be with john witherspoon because he's not no longer with us right it's just things like that people just so critical that oh you should done a friday anyway that's not how you should look at things just be appreciative that they try to do something, you know what I'm saying, for people right now. And you know, I didn't even realize this is, I was kind of completely illiterate to the whole Coming to America Part 2. I heard that it was coming mm-hmm. out. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was free on Amazon mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know this. So I was, when my cousin told me, I was like, well, how much did you pay for it? It was like, pay for it. It's on um, it's Amazon movies. I was like, holy shit. And I didn't even mm-hmm. realize who that, um, it didn't come out like into the movies. Like I thought right. it was just a whole completely, you know, different production going on with it. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's accessible to everyone. It's something old but new at the same time. Mm-hmm. Even um the little ones, the kids now who don't know mm-hmm. nothing about coming to America, the first mm-hmm. one, really mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, coming to America too. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. Yeah, and the fact that it was free. They didn't even make yeah, nobody it, pay for it. Free ninety nine, my goodness, all day in the paint. Right, and people still complaining. So I, that just taught me, I guess, in my point in my lifetime, like people gonna complain about fucking anything. Yeah, absolutely. It don't matter if it was if it was an Oscar winning movie. They're gonna say, oh, it was missing this person, or they people be finding negative stuff to say about anything. Yeah, so. anything. Yeah, absolutely. You could give someone a thousand dollars, and they'll say, hey, why didn't you give it to me in twenties instead of fifty? <laughs> something to complain about. Absolutely. But yeah, all in all, though, I feel like it was it was a good gesture towards people having given some of the people to laugh at and have something, you know, today when people ain't got a lot to be happy about or laugh mm-hmm. about. You know what I'm saying? So that was good. Uh, stand on the topic of comedy. Right. I don't know if you. Up with this or not, but Dave Chappelle just got his rights back to his show and everything mm-hmm. like that from a long, very, very long. He's one of my favorite, by the way, a very, very mm-hmm. long battle he had with Viacom trying to get his uh his show back and he was younger and they took advantage of him with the contract and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I was gonna ask you like how you feel about how do you feel about Dave Chappelle in general? Because I don't know, like I never asked you that before. How you feel I about him in general? I mm-hmm. love David Chappelle and I appreciate the fact that when he told people to not watch it, that they actually listen. 
and actually help this man get something, mm-hmm. you know, and I listened to him when he was talking about um, what he asked people um, to do. But mm-hmm. one of the good things about him, I just like people that are, he's naturally funny. It's like, I don't think he mm-hmm. try to be, he's just <laughs> naturally funny. And I really enjoy listening to him. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his show with, when they did with, um, with Prince, oh my God, you know, that whole the David Show show. That, <laughs> so I can watch those shows over and them skits over and over mm-hmm. again and laugh mm-hmm. like I've never seen it before. So true. And, and I think that, I think that as far as a diverse audience, <laughs> he'd he be going with the racial stuff and it, white folks like that too. <laughs> they, they, they love him. They love him because, I mean, a, a lot of things that he say, he, he speaks facts. A lot of shit mm-hmm. that he speaks is actually mm-hmm. facts, you know, mm-hmm. and he's very, you know, he's very, you know, versatile. Like he can go political. He could go mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, flat out comedy. He's honest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he has a voice and I, I like listening to him because he doesn't shy away from the real shit. What's going on. Exactly. He doesn't, he, you know, Nathan, sit back and try to be politically correct. He, he speaks his mind. Right. Dave from DC too, though, right? I, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought so. I, I just thought about that. I ain't, that wasn't, so I'm not that wasn't a biased. See, I didn't even say no. anything about you. Not being biased, but I'm just, you know. <laughs> I feel the same way. I just, I just thought about it because I just remember when he had his little, uh, his little show. He was talking about. I still, I still got uh, niggas in the Capitol. This Capitol Police. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's going on? So I, I remember that part. I was like, oh, yeah, he's from, he's from DC. So yeah, that's. I, I, feel, I feel the same way about it, uh, about him, and I'm glad that you know they always make this. He could have got angry and did this and risked your problems. He reached out to people and people love and respect them enough yep. to stop doing something without no violence without no slander nobody yeah, exactly. nothing like that and he overall got he, overall mm-hmm. monkeys pettiness doesn't prosper you At know because I'm a firm believer in karma pettiness doesn't prosper mm-hmm. you know and karma comes back around people may not you know it don't come back as fast as we like it but pettiness mm-hmm. don't prosper and, and he got everything that he deserved he I really, I think I shed a tear when I, you know, was listening mm-hmm. to him um, talk about it and everything that he um, recovered from that. So, I was heard really, the uh, you heard the sincerity in his voice when he was talking. He was really like thankful. Like, yeah, thankful. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I applaud that. Like I said, I've always um, respected his craft, and he's another. Uh, I, I don't know how people feel about this, but he's another uh, African American artist that never had to do like the cross dressing and stuff. Yeah. To, because mm-hmm. I know that now, I know we talk about conspiracies a little bit off the in the green room or whatever, but there is this notion that you know to stay relevant and to do certain things that you have to you know portray yourself certain ways to be successful. And he never went down that road, you know what I'm saying? Like, he never, and I'm not knocking nobody to wear a dress, you want to wear a dress, fucking wear a dress, but like everybody ain't got to wear a dress, no. <laughs> like he's but, funny enough to where he ain't got to wear no dress, no. Right? And, like, and it's still when it comes to that, I feel like it's still a choice. Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. a, it's, it's still a choice, you know. Um, it was um, <laughs> I was listening to an interview with um, it was Prince. Prince was on a, a, a talk show, right? Mm-hmm. And they talked to him about because initially the song um, was it Who's Bad mm-hmm. went to mm-hmm. him for him mm-hmm. to be, you know, he was supposed to sing it. They wanted him to um, do Who's Bad, and mm-hmm. Prince was like. He was like, yeah, no, I didn't want to do that. And so the guy was asking him, the guy who was interviewing him was asking him why he didn't want to do it. He said, the, the beginning of the lyrics is, your butt is mine. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to sing that to him, and he wasn't going to sing that to me. Hey. So, therefore, I didn't do that song at all. Hey. <laughs> so, it Make just your me out. But you know how mm-hmm. big that song went. You know, yeah. don't you yeah. know he's a, a known person. This was at his kind of earlier, you know, days. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to say this. And I'm not yeah. going to have someone say this to me as well. So when yeah, people yeah. talk about that whole wearing a dress, I still feel like it's a personal choice. You may want a career, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, prosper in that uh, career, but I still like it's still I feel like it's a choice that you have to say I'm okay with it or I'm not okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody not going to be Tyler Perry and be able to do my deal. Exactly. And, and oh truth. my goodness. It's a good story. He was homeless and everything, but like yeah. I said, everybody got to everybody got to do that to to you know to to have a way up uh, or, or whatever. And everybody's not funny in the dress. This is like it, it's not even it, it's not funny. It, it, I don't think it's funny. So to some, it might be funny, but to the general masses, I don't, I don't think. So. Now the fu- the funniest character in a dress to me always would be Shanae. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dress character to me, a fe- dressing a female character to me that I'm sorry. Wanda, I hated Wanda. From Indian Color. I didn't like Wanda. Wanda wasn't that funny to me, but Shanae, oh my gosh, Shanae took the cake. Yeah, that, that I forgot. I completely, yeah, I completely forgot about that one. That's probably yeah. one, of my, one of my top ones or whatnot. So on the on the topic of women, I think we uh, did ex- express it to this month is uh, Women's History Month, Women's Empowerment Month, things like that. Um, as far as women, do you have any women that you can say, you know, that you look up to or inspired you, or that you give you know, kudos to in today's society or of or of past um, that you can say, like, yeah, this person is somebody who will let me know that we can do certain things or achieve certain things, and, you know, or, or show something that you know sparked you a little bit. Yep, it is uh, Ruth Schuler. That is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Ruth Schuler is also my mother. She's named after my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane Schuler, which is my aunt. Janet Carr, which is also my aunt. Edna mm-hmm. Brown, who is my aunt. Um, Darlene Stewart, who, that is my aunt. Karen Schuler is my cousin, but she's the oldest grandchild, so she's more like an aunt. Her and my mom is the same age. My mom mm-hmm. is the youngest of all 10 kids. I say all of them because I grew up in a family of all women. Okay. And throughout my life, everything that I've seen is was done by them. My mom okay. is like um, a jack of all trades. She's good with her hands. When things broke, she's the one who fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I applaud these women and I look up to these women. They always work and they always took care of us. They mm-hmm. never had men like in and out our lives or mm-hmm. I've never seen men in there really mistreating them when they did have an altercation or anything. That man was gone and mm-hmm. didn't have a second chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those women encouraged me to always work, to put myself first and take care of myself. And um, I just went there, <laughs> went from there on. It's, uh, along the way, there are other women who influenced me as a Mrs. Whitaker. She was my principal. In mm-hmm. high school, and this woman right right here, she just she was just awesome. Like, I mean, I had conversations with her 
she took the whole job as a principal so far beyond. You might as well say she was like a foster mom for a lot of mm. people. Because she didn't just, you know, wasn't just a principal in night school. She went beyond that. Even the mm-hmm. teachers that she has uh, had in her staff, um, they kind of adopt the same environment. Mm-hmm. That it mm-hmm. was, um, I mean, I did better in, in night school as an adult than I did in high school as um, a teenager. A teen- teenager and okay. I just feel like if that environment was the same, it was more of a nurturing encouraging mm-hmm. inspiring environment like they just mm-hmm. went so far beyond what they had to to um encourage mm-hmm. us to actually you know finish school and get our diploma so those are a few women along the way that i can say that influenced me to um be where i am quite sure they'll be they're gonna be happy to hear that when they hear the episode of whatnot <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just a tough well, you know, a lot of them reject uh, media. You know, they oh, I they don't want to give they got to give a little a little listen for like five minutes. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a testament to um, you know, nobody's life is like perfect or you know comes from like a perfect family or you know everything like that, and you can still turn out to be you know just fine if you had the right morals and principles of somebody. Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of people, and I'm not ragging on the younger generation here, but you don't understand how much you influence someone at a younger age when you're doing all of the shit you're doing and they see it or they don't see it. It affects them even if they don't say it. Cause like, yeah. I remember everything. I remember everything I saw as a little kid and some of that stuff I'm, I have to shit off like now, you know, as an older adult. Cause you see it and you record it and we, we can pretend like it doesn't affect us, but it does. It's the same thing for good things. Like you said, always working. You said they always been working. Mm-hmm. I know you've been always been working. You ain't <laughs> never stopped working. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so things like so, just just things like that. You know, it, it, it goes a long way, and this is a beautiful thing to be able to, you know, connect the dots because people don't understand those things. Like, oh, I'm doing this, or I'm doing that, or saying this, or saying that. But it has effects, good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. on, on, on when you're growing up, but you appreciate it more when you grow up. When you, you know, when you're like, oh man, I, I really appreciate it. And something else with you that you said that stood out to me about the school thing because I went to school. Um, I'm still pretty cool with a lot of my elementary school mm-hmm. classmates and stuff, but our teachers were so different. And when you said fostering and nurturing, I was like, man, our teachers were like we was like a family. Like, if I got spanked at school, my mom was on deck with me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't going home and saying, no. She like, I told, I told your mom already. Like, it, it wasn't that type of energy. You know, you say what a type of energy where like, and they, they care more beyond just being a, just being a teacher. And I don't, I know today's society is different, right? Like kids, well, first of all, they'll rat you out quick for anything, and they play victim like a lot. Yeah. But also, it's the creep. <laughs> also, but also, it's some creeps as teachers and things like that too. So today's society is just different, and which is I don't think is a good thing. You know, this is good to know that you had an experience. You said in my school, somebody actually cares about their job yeah. more than just clocking in and clocking out mm-hmm. right I, I think i think that's pretty big as far as development of, uh, of people or, or whatever yeah because i actually went to um i would never forget i went to i was because i at during the time in night school i was actually i was working full time so mm-hmm. i needed to go back to school so i can further you know i wanted to go to college yep. so mm-hmm. i actually dropped out in, in my senior year because of some teachers and their unwillingness to do what they needed to do and I dropped out mm-hmm. and I got a job. Mm-hmm. But some years later I felt like, you know what, 
I have to go back and I have to finish this. But it got so overwhelming. And I went to this teacher and I told her, my counselor actually, Miss Bryce, and I told her, I said, I don't know if I can do this. It's too much. We're going to work and coming home and trying to do school. I said, I think I'm going to stop. This lady gave me this look of death. <laughs> she looked at me in a way that I have never been looked at before in my life. And, I just, and I'm a grown woman. I'm in like, I was about what, 23. I was an adult, you know, living on mm-hmm. my own, taking care uh-huh. of my She gave me this look that I swear, I said, oh my goodness. And she was like, you better not. When I say this woman, you would have thought she was like, like she went from being an angel to a devil to look to my soul when I told her I think I'm gonna stop and Mm. she was like no I'm not accepting that and Mm. so I said okay I'm gonna keep trying she said no no you're not gonna keep trying you're going to keep Mm. doing it I don't want to hear trying and she helped me and I got through it and I had a graduation speech and I cried literally the whole speech (laughs) No, man. Hey, you work for that. You, the whole speech, but I talked I about all of them women in that experience in, throughout my speech. But yeah, that, 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 struggle, all... that struggle, that creates some, some vulnerable moments for you, though, man. Like it, it t- People understand it takes a lot to get to that. Mentally, the mental aspect of it alone, you know, it takes it takes a lot. It does. But, you know, part of um, I do remember in school at times, too. Um, we had some parents who wasn't as appreciative as per- as for teachers to spank their kids on the hand with rulers. We actually had, but they were kind of out there in the streets during that time. You know, those mm-hmm. parents were the ones that was out there in the streets and they came up to school and like fought the teachers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, you know, and, and as we get older, the reason I think the reason why a lot of the teachers doesn't have that relationship anymore because the, the parents got younger. Yeah. They got younger. You know, some people, their grandmothers at 30 years old, the parents mm-hmm. got younger and the parents a lot of times want to be friends with their kids. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you have these teachers trying to teach their kids and mm-hmm. then they're trying to discipline them, the parents ain't having it because, you know, yeah. they, come, they come up to school and act the food. I've mm-hmm. seen that. My aunt works in the school systems. I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. That's the downside they're of fighting teachers. You know they're yeah. interrupting the class, and and mm-hmm. a lot of the parents they're okay with it. Some of them feel like their kids don't do nothing wrong, which is the worst thing in the world. And I'm not yeah. saying like I said, I understand that. I see all of the like stories and stuff that some teachers be out of line too. But that don't mean like mm-hmm. that you can't judge everybody off of something. Like nobody's judging all the kids off your kid. You can't judge all teachers off one teacher. Either. We hate we hate when people judge all black people off of one like exactly. black person. Exactly, I, I hate when they judge all females the yeah. same. Or they drop <laughs> all, all, all females because of this female like that. Or all males, you know what I'm saying? Like that's we had a selective thinking for shit, but then we don't apply it to a little situation like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like so. Of course, you grew up growing up in DC and whatever, right? I know you, you grew up in DC and probably just two different areas from now, right? What are some of the things that you see as far as what's different from when you grew up? To, to, to now because I'm I, I'm still friends with a lot of people in DC and a lot of people like you said part of the youth a little bit right but what are some of the things that you see is different now good or bad uh, in the city um, as far as how people carry themselves the respect the work whatever whatever it might be 
Because um, I know you, 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 know, you deal with your nephews and stuff like that, so you see younger generations, and some people are doing good. Some people just, you know, it's been a lot of senseless, senseless stuff too, and which is that's the world we live in. But just you looking at both sides of how you grew up and things you value, what's different now than, than before? Well, now one of the things about the neighborhood that I grew up in and a lot of the neighborhoods are changing is that they're no longer like all black um, all black people. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's more diverse now. Mm-hmm. Like we have Caucasian neighbors, we have Hispanic neighbors. Mm-hmm. I'm just not used to seeing that. Our neighborhood was predominantly black. You mm-hmm. may have seen one person kind of come in or out the neighborhood. Majority, the, most white people you saw was Mormons. They'll come through and knock on your door. So you will see a Mormon. That's, you know, the Caucasians you will see in the neighborhood. Now it's so much diverse. Um, a lot of the, um, some of the, you know, the culture has, has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changing in the neighborhood. Some for the good and some for the bad. Um, for bad. It's becoming mm-hmm. convenient. It's a lot of good things being done too, but those good things is causing the cost of living to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the changes made now, it doesn't seem like, cause for example, the neighborhood I've been in, I left my um, home when I was 18 years old. So the, a lot of the convenience we have now, like bike lanes mm-hmm. and grocery stores on every corner. I'm not talking about mom and pop, you know, high mm-hmm. ghetto mm-hmm. 7-Elevens. Is <laughs> but, you know, like Safeways and Giant, mm-hmm. like these things are built and they're being more convenient, but it's not for us. They made it convenient for white people. So mm-hmm. they're in the neighborhoods now. I can say it's kind of bringing some good things to it, but then at times they some of them are coming in and kind of dominating the neighborhood and mm-hmm. they're kind of forcing like HOAs and all of that. And some of these elderly people can't afford these mm-hmm. HOAs. They're making some of the neighborhoods um, historic. So mm-hmm. when these changes are made, it's forcing everybody else to have to um, make the same changes. They, you know, some of the white people coming in wanting these particular windows and the windows are expensive as hell and the seniors mm-hmm. who live in these homes that are paid for mm-hmm. can't afford what, you know, the upkeep that these people are bringing in mm-hmm. and, and want to change. And it's just, it's so it's a lot of pros and cons with the change, with the changes. Some of the, um, the younger generation now, as far as the neighborhood I grew up in, some of them kind of still hang out, but some mm-hmm. of them don't, but um, I'm not trying to ever glorify the um, life of a drug dealer or a hustler mm-hmm. or, you know, but even the drug dealers now are different. Like the ones we have now mm-hmm. are nothing like the ones we had when we were younger. Even though they were criminals and drug dealers, there still was a code amongst them about yes. not killing yes. women and kids yes. and, yes. and yes. stuff yes. like that. And mm-hmm. these, the generation now, they don't care. Mm-hmm. There's so many women and kids dying in D.C. It's ridiculous. And when the smoke clears and it's all said and done, majority of it is social media beefs. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and just kids killing kids and, and they thinking it's glorifying, but it's not. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's sad in a lot of cases because they're out here killing women, they're killing kids, but they're killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is two totally separate issues from what a lot. Of, you know, I 
been around because they're like, oh, you can't solve killing yourselves and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's two separate avenues, mm-hmm. which people don't understand because I'm raised in Chicago as well. And like I said, mm-hmm. it's the same pro- It's the same problem. Uh, and, and the only thing different about Chicago is like, it's, it's established gangs. It's not really gangs in D.C., which I did like about D.C. at the time, but then you go down the wrong block. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the, and that, the crazy thing about the beefs in D.C. is that people beef with people that your family live on the same block that you're beefing <laughs> with. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. know each other. And it's like, how are you mm-hmm. beefing, like, First Street beefing with Second Street? It's <laughs> like the streets are right there. Right, you have right, family right. on both sides. So it's, it's like, my goodness. Right, right. So that's something that I've always, uh, I don't know, I always try to advocate for, for changing that mentality. I mean, I know it's, it's one of them things like this growing up that we understand and other, and I, I like talking about shit like this because a lot of people don't, didn't grow up seeing those type of things. Like somebody saw, heard gunshots and at their home. They probably would freak out and I'll probably like, I'll probably be on the floor, down the floor. I'm like, damn, I look out the window. What happened out there? You know what I'm saying? People just not used to the mentality and they don't understand the damage that it does to kids growing up. Because if you're growing up in a war zone or feel like a war zone, you're going to think about self-defense or defending yourself. Like mm-hmm. that's natural instinct, right? Like you grow up hearing gunshots, you're going to like, I need a gun to protect myself and stuff like that. And I, I hate that a lot of people look at uh, violence or gang violence or kids violence as like, Oh, you know, it's, it's a lot more mentally that goes into those situations where, you know, um, people don't know how to express their anger or disagreement without pulling the trigger, mm-hmm. which, 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 which sucks. Cause I always, I always loved, I love DC and I go on the, you know, go-go's and everything like that. But when it become like the, the heat, the hot zone, I'm like, bro, like you gotta, you gotta be second guessing before you go out. Is that one of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch who you even be around. You know, I, mm-hmm. even when now when I go back to my old neighborhood and, you know, some people hanging out, yeah, I'm not hanging out on no corners because these bullets right. have no names. Right. I go to the store I need to go into and I come mm-hmm. back out. You know, it's sad. It's a lot of places you, you can't even walk. Even all of the changes, the good changes in the neighborhood and so forth and so on. It still haven't changed the hood mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of a of a, a lot of people. You know, you wanna the neighborhood looks better, it looks this way, that that mm-hmm. cosmetic, you know what I'm saying, effect. It looks good when you look at it, but it's like to really know how a neighborhood is, you gotta come back and drive yeah. around there at night. Yeah, we so know that's it. That makeup kind of changes at night, you know, when they come out and hanging on the corners and, and drinking mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. I just mm-hmm. drive to the neighborhood, I wave, I hold the horn, and I just keep it moving. Keep it moving, yeah. I feel you because you ain't trying to catch no strays either. But no, um, at all, at all. So when you talk about, I'm gonna switch a little bit here. When you talk about the hood mentality, right? So hood mentality, me and you know what that is. Probably mm-hmm. people listen. People listening probably don't, well, depending on who they are, they don't know what the hood mentality is, right? It's kind of like a survival ghetto type of mentality, you know, kill or be killed type of mentality that we all, you know, we all hop in and out of that sometimes if we have to um, or whatever. But that's as far as like living, everyday living. What do you think about the hood mentality when it comes to relationships? Do you, are you a fan of it or? A little bit of it, not not a lot of it, or you or you kind of like that needs to change. That needs to get out of relationships too, because a lot of people have a lot of fucked up relationships, right? Because we like some 
you know, hood like things, but then you want this good guy too. But, uh, like, I don't think oil and water should mix, but we try to mix it a lot. So I know you laughing because you probably got some to say about this because, like, I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real because, like, you know, you're trying to, but we be saying all this right stuff, right? But what about the hood mentality and relationships? What do you think is too deep in relationships? You think it's going too far? You think it's destroying relationships? What do you, what do you think about it? You know, I feel like, cause as for myself, you know, growing up in the hood, I still have some hood mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a time and a place for everything. Yes. You know, and I feel like, um, it's, uh, uh, that will always be a part of you, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, for me, one of the things is I, I want to change. I have to change some of my hood mentality from like, mm-hmm. more from the, like the hood mentality I can't have in my corporate in my right. corporate environment. So I look right. at my relationships the same way. I do mm-hmm. have my moments when a, if, if, <laughs> if I'm dealing with somebody and I go from regular conversation to when the word slim come out. If <laughs> <laughs> I say slim, that means I'm going to a whole different place. Because no matter how much I try to... Um, hold in that mentality sometimes mm-hmm. when that, that wrong button is pushed mm-hmm. that little shit comes out <laughs> you have no control of it at the hope you know what I'm saying so, but <laughs> I can't you know for me one of the it's certain it's certain hood um mentalities is deal breakers for me okay. because um I feel like I know people often get into this whole product of your environment type deal you know I, I don't really believe in that but some people do when it comes to that somebody who wants to just not let the hood go mm-hmm. and wants to stay in the hood and don't want to mm-hmm. better themselves and they mm-hmm. feel like this is all that they can do that's a deal breaker for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because it's like no you can do better you can want more you can strive for more you can achieve more if you put your mind on that versus then you trying to um mm-hmm hold in this hood mentality. I think some mm-hmm. people get in relationships and they feel like I can love you and like every I have to like every part of you. Mm-hmm. And part of you may be that hood mentality, but if you want to keep being that guy who's selling drugs on the corner and don't want to better yourself, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. I can't entertain that mentality. Understood. Understood. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to a different place. That's not it's no benefits being you know a hustler is no um stability into that and when you look at a relationship you want to have stability you want to have growth you want to have security you know what i'm saying so it's not going to benefit no relationship even with your family members your family members want to see you want things for yourself so that mentality can affect any relationship you know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, we all have things within us, but it's it's all in the right balance of it and how, you know, what mentality you have. Because you can have that street mentality to make you hustle for mm-hmm. everything. But mm-hmm. that can be a good thing because you could right. be hustling right. to get this job. You could be hustling to get mm-hmm. this promotion. You could be hustling to better our situation. It don't necessarily mean you have to be selling drugs, but it's all mm-hmm. in, I guess, with how you... um where you put that mentality at, mm-hmm. how That's you do it. I agree. I agree. And I think you said one thing about, I'm a firm believer of not being a product of your environment mm-hmm. uh, that you was raised in. Cause like, if I didn't tell people that I was raised in like South South Chicago, bad neighborhood, where I saw all the gangs, uh, drugs, violence like that, they never know. And I, 
I took it for what it was, where I made it made me. I mean, I'm still street smart, you know. what I'm saying, and I still got, like I said, a, l- a little bit of it in me, but you know, I I, I temper it, you know, at times. But I don't have to be, you know, what I'm saying, I don't, ha- I don't have to be, I don't have to be no thug or nothing, walking around trying to rep, trying to rep nothing at over 30 years old. Like I don't get no, I don't get no satisfaction out of that. And when you said that, like being a product of your environment, I think some people are just proud to be like that, and it's like it's. It's it's good to say it's what made you who you are today. Like like look like for example, LeBron James. LeBron James grew up in a bad neighborhood with a single mom, and look what he look what he's elevated to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. One of the highest positions, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying in, in, in sports. When look how he carried himself. Okay, carry himself still with the, his high school love. You know, built a college back at home. So yeah. don't don't bring that shit. Like you got to be stuck in the hood because you you was bred in the hood. No man, like. Use that energy to do something different. So that's why yeah. I'm. That's why I kind of, you know, that's kind of my my mentality as far as when I think about that. Yeah, I know how I look when somebody get beat up. I know how to somebody get shot. I know how a drug addict look. I know how 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 I feel to hear gunshots and not look out the window. I know all those feelings and stuff like that. So I'm saying like, but that doesn't make me want to go back there and be the king lord of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, of that. So, so what do you, what do you, what do you think about uh, as far as like? Is the is the G is the hood mentality or G mentality? Does it have an exp- expiration date? Like, what about people like over forty? Like, like, and, and, like, like people over forty. Like, so, like, this is my personal thing, and I, mean, I could be wrong. Somebody, somebody probably out there, like, fuck you, dog. I'm like, it's cool though. But like, when you over forty, bro, like, it's a certain way that you should carry yourself. Hey, and some think, things you shouldn't do. Yes, man, yes, man. Like, I get you could try to stay hip with the dress. That's just, that's just a that's a cultural thing. And even with the dress, you gotta still. You gotta let some of the shit go when you get a little older. You, you ain't you ain't shedding weight like you used to no more. You can't wear all the skinny stuff no more. You can wear the nine nine twos. You can wear the polos and lacoste and stuff like that. That's cool, but you can't fit in with everything. And then it's a certain way you speak when you get older. You can't be still speaking like you a teen. I think that shit is like even male and female. I'm not I'm not going on anybody. I'm, yeah, I'm saying I, I, the gender neutral. Yeah. Like like. I, I like the fact that you know somebody at an older age they can still relate to like terms like that. We talk like you in high school, <laughs> like bro, that shit is like. <laughs> it's a deal. <different, laughs> yeah, you said you said deal breaker. Like I get it. Like I use. I, I'm not saying you have to have you know um you have to know all these big words and so forth right. and so. But right. it is certain things as a you, you said does it expire? It does expire. You know what I'm saying? It does expire. Now, some OGs and some people from, you know, they've developed this hood reputation that they'll die with that reputation. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes, like for me, after 18, you shouldn't have a mohawk as a man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's give give them the 20. Give them the 20, 21. I'll give you 20. But as a 40, if I see a, when I see certain guys (laughs) in their certain age, it's certain things. I'm sorry, like the skinny jeans and, and, mm. and your pants hanging from your ass, like these kids. Well, it's like, are yeah, you really an adult? Like, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the whole the second thing, like I, I know, like cause a lot of people are like, oh, y'all like, no, I we don't like that shit either. <laughs> like, you, especially a certain age, like, nigga, what are you doing? Like, it ain't even. Like, Marquise, when your headline is received, you need to let them cornrows go. You need to let the dreads go that's starting in the middle of your the back of your head. You gotta let it go. Just like some of these 
these ladies, like these these females, some of you are you a grandmother. You gotta let some of that shit go. You exactly. out here, you taking these pictures, you out here with your grandkids in the club, like some of this, you gotta let it go. You know what I'm saying? There comes a certain age. Mm-hmm. Certain there's a certain responsibility. That once you reach those age, you should be kind of getting yourself into a different, you know what I'm saying, mentality, a different mindset. Yeah, it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it should be. So, I mean, that's just how I feel. And it's some of the older guys that I'm like, my goodness, like, you're still doing the same thing you were doing when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. kids my age, but you're still hanging out on the corners mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the generations that are like three generations. <laughs> yeah, like you could be, you could be an uncle or granddaddy or somewhere. No, even for the females, it kills me. You know, you're a mother. Why are you out there hanging on the corner with mm-hmm. you know these kids drinking and smoking, and you have kids like? You mm-hmm. need to let that go. You're not a teenager no more. You got kids. Shit, you got grandkids. Mm-hmm. And you're out here in the same place you was as a damn teenager. Yeah. My, yeah, my thing is, it's not always about what you do. It's about how you do it as well, right? Like, we all adults. We all have our you know, moments or whatever we like to do. But one thing is the difference between adults and youth, though, right? Youth is irresponsible with the shit, right? Like, they're just going to do it. Like, as an adult, if you don't learn how to do things, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should learn how to how to do things, right? Like, I'm gonna say, like, you don't have to look ruin your life, but learn how to move different. You know, yeah, right? You got me about to incriminate myself on here, so <laughs> and in this part, I gotta make sure I need the exact time so I can make sure my family don't hear this. But yes, I, <laughs> yes, I smoked back in the day. Yes, okay. there was I did, but guess what? They don't know it. Okay. Right, they don't right, no, yeah. right, never right. put out there for display. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as I got old, even now with me being an adult, I don't cuss around my aunts mm-hmm. and my mom mm-hmm. and them. I don't, I don't drink now. But even as a grown up, I don't drink around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't mm-hmm. smoke either, but if I smoke, it's just even just with who they are. In the right. respect I have for them, yes, I'm grown. I can do what I want to do, but and you, and you know that, <laughs> I, and I know that. So, right, but right. I don't, these things I can't myself. I won't do around them or in front right. of them because right. this is who they are. These are my aunts, the women who done raised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will never let them see me do things I ain't supposed mm-hmm. to do. Right. But now, Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's just like if you can just do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Like, what's the point? Like, everybody can just like it's gonna like that's that's like like you said, right? Like, I understand that part because like my I don't curse to my mom. I'll be cursing like a sailor, but I don't curse like my direct to my mom. Have, my mouth is terrible, but I get around them. If I slip and say "damn," I'm like, "Oh shit, I just cussed." Right, 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 right. Conscious of you know talking that way around them. It's just certain, just certain things that we did that we didn't just put out there. These kids now, just everything is out there, and part of that's part of the reason why it's out there because a lot of these parents, some of the parents, they want to be friends, so Mm -hmm. they're accepting of certain behaviors. True, that's so. That's a that's why a lot of it is okay. That's a key point. Like the parenting and friend line is flirted with heavily. And 
you can't compare like I, as parents i've seen people compare like when i was a kid this but you wasn't friends with your mom and your daddy either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like so now you're trying to you're trying to be a friend and then you're trying to say when i was raised like this you can't have both you can't mm-hmm. have both like, it gotta be a lot it gotta be a line where like you know that your parents or auntie or whoever is they care and love for you but the same day you ain't gonna it's some shit you just ain't gonna do yeah, you know absolutely. Just flat out. Yep. Ain't no right, right. ands or buts about it. Right. So my last question for you, uh, what do you think? Um, do you think social media, just in general, has it done more damage than good in today's like society? Like what you think? Like, and this this is this is like a pretty big conversation. I, I've I haven't had it with too many people, but I've been thinking about it, right? I know about the positives of it and everything like that, but do you feel social media is doing more damage than good or is just people just don't understand how to use it or they letting it control them? I feel like it um, it has its pros in a lot of ways. Like it's good to, to, to um, hear some of the things that's going on in the world and so forth and so on. But I feel like social media is heavily abused mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I think it was... I, the concept is was beautiful. It was great to keep people connected, to share information and put things out of here. And like everything else we do, that man does is take something and <laughs> fuck it up. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we, fuck do. It up. we do things that we're not supposed to do with it. We take advantage of it. We just all we, we fuck it up. So I just feel like it's. The, in, the intention the intention that a lot of people have for it just makes it all bad mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. you just got people who just take advantage of any situation you mm-hmm. know and I just feel like social media now is just it's, it's ridiculous right. you know but at the same time it's almost like a necessity too like you gotta have it now to mm-hmm. know what's going on to see what's going on mm-hmm. and, for myself, I don't get on it as much because it irritates me a lot. Same, same. Because people, it, it's amazing that people will get on there like, I can know you and you get on there and you just talk <laughs> and shit and I'm like, that's not even him. Like, that's not even who you are, right. care that I know it's not even him. Mm-hmm. That regardless mm-hmm. of what he's saying, it's, it's about it's thousands of people who don't know that he's lying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people get on there and they just develop. It's like a mask for some people. It's like courage juice. Like how, you know, you drink to, they use it and just say, I'm going to say anything. I'm going to do anything. But guess what? Majority of those people don't know how to accept the consequences of their mm-hmm. actions when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I so agree. I, it could be a beautiful thing, but most beautiful things, even that people just fuck it up. They take advantage of stuff. And oh, I tell oh, you, oh, oh, abuse it. Abuse it. Pay to be on that shit. Half of this shit literally <laughs> <laughs> free ninety nine. It's free. You can get on there. And you can do it. So that mm-hmm. But if they charge you for putting up there, how many words you can put up there, and how many pictures mm-hmm. and shit. A lot of that shit would be eliminated. I, I 100% agree. It being free is a lot of the reason why, but it's just the fact that, like you said, you would know somebody personally and then they, everybody has their little moments. They might share something or say something, but you're like, when you become a scientist now or when you become a love doctor now, 
when you become like a, a, a chef or something now, you talk like you just talking all this stuff. And um, I just <clears throat> it kind of made me stay away from it. Like uh, yeah, me yeah. personally, like I love social media when it first started. Kinda like, oh, I keep contact with people. I can I can call people like that. But then when I start seeing people making like a diary and people started like making this to like super opinionated and like it used to be a way for me to share, you know, share my little moments when I'm happy, go somewhere, yeah. something like that. People see it. But now people have taken it somewhere else. Well, I was just like, man, I can't, I don't want to be a victim of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, that's like, let me, let me, I'm thinking about, let me not put too much out there because I don't want nobody thinking they know me now. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and the same thing, like, with like Instagram and stuff like that, people like don't realize that everything has got a narrative to it, right? They, they, they show these pictures. Photoshop has been out forever. Do you think everybody is glistening like this in this world? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like people just, it's influencing. And for the younger kids, I feel like if somebody don't tell them like this shit is in illusions most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Most of the time they're going to fall victim to believing that shit and thinking that's life because it, it, it becomes a habit. When you keep on going there venting and putting all your life on there becomes a habit. And then you become an adult at 30 something years old, putting your whole life out there. Like I have, I have, I have some friends. This is the close out to it. I have some friends. He's 35, 36. Man, I'm, I ain't no killer, Lord. I'm not, I don't do none of this, but I'm just, I'm just telling y'all, if I was a robber or a killer, he tells every move he's doing, every yep. move he is, what time he's there, what he's doing, flashing money. I'm like, man, you are not making it any easier in yourself for somebody. Like, if, if something happens to me, like, now we know why, because you're just making the habit of making cases against their selves. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. about the rapper who was talking this that and the other and they end up locking him up they're making cases against their self and the sad part is that a lot of a lot of things stereotypes that goes out about us you all confirm it right <laughs> right on social media mm -hmm. you know i got on social media to police my god kids you got to hear to see what they were doing <laughs> my, my god son was on my space Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he went on to Facebook and stuff. I got on to police them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? To, to watch what they're saying, to learn their logo, their language and everything, because, you know, it started to change. Their language is a lot different from, mm -hmm. right. from my language. So I had to right. get on there and learn it so I can know what they're doing, you know, and what's mm -hmm. going on. And in the process, yeah, I found people I went to school with, I hadn't seen for years and so forth and so on. Like you said, it was exciting. I enjoyed it, but now it's ridiculous. You know, and that's me being a woman and you know, we try to look for a man and one of where I don't look for a man because a man will find me, but you know, <laughs> as far as dating and, and a man seeing you who you are, but every time I look on social media, we're doing something to expose our bodies. You're doing silhouette challenges. You're doing, um, Bust it down challenge. We're stimulating the other head and not mm. the big mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And then we're wondering why a man look at us and say, oh man, I want to hit that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I have to say it's social media is just it's kind of, it's just it's wrong. It's, it's ruining us. I have to be honest. It's ruining us. Because I just think like it's taking is nowadays it's taking like we I'm not even talking about the scammers and the soliciting, oh. like I ain't talking about that. Like that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode right there talking about that. But like I'm talking about the damage we're doing to ourselves. It's like, like our culture, our culture. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and it could be used as such a powerful influence. And I, I, I shout out to the people who actually use it to be a, a, like an influence, a influence yeah. to, for, for certain things. And like, like I said, I'm not trying to be like the fun police like that. But we, like you said, men, if we fuck things up, people fuck things up, and we let all of the demons in. And then like yeah. now you're trying to, that's a, like now you're trying to control it. And like it's so easy to sh- like I think people don't have a voice, so they like almost oh, share this. I'm gonna share this. Somebody to share. Somebody don't even talk. Then you get around them, they don't even say no word, but they they sharing everything and. A quote, yeah, absolutely, yeah. A, a quote, a quote, ain't got to be from somebody for real. They gonna share it and just, it just misquoting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. It's even on social media, you you know, you put it for like I have someone, for example, at my job. He posted something on social media about a coworker. He was fired mm-hmm. for it. That, that, that's. I mean, oh, how do I do? I'm outside of work, dude. It's harassment. Right. Right, right. Like, you sign. You can't just get on there, you know, and 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 and, and say the things you want to say and, and do the things that you want to do. And then when something happens, you play victim. People right, like right. people often do create situations, and, and then try to, run, try to run away from it, like somebody right. did something. To you, yeah. Nobody I have who who posted, you know, she posted a little naked, you know, half naked stuff up there, and when all these guys sending you dick pics in your inbox. Trying to have <laughs> sex. Oh, they thirsty out here. They this. No, you fed. You fed the thirst. You fed the thirst. You yeah, fed, you fed. You're playing victim. No, you was thirsty for putting that out there because you wanted that attention. You, you got exactly what you asked for, and now you're playing victim. I had to shut my page down. I had because of this. No, it was because of what you were putting out there. Nobody make you press enter and send but you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, people at one point was blaming, you know, social media on failed marriages, relationships. Well, Facebook don't have you to like every female picture on there and, and make these <laughs> derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> then you're friends with your, your wife's whole family and they mm-hmm. see you and then now you're a victim of Facebook. Mm-hmm. No, that's your actions. You mm-hmm. went on Facebook and did that. You're on Instagram doing this. And then when people respond to it, you play victim. Oh, social media ruined relationship. No, you did that. Right. Because if you stay off the grid, ain't nothing social media can do for you. Ain't nothing that can do for you. I, I, I 100%, 100% agree. So I, I think the sentiment that we'll go summarize is, is I think that social media has done more damage than good. Um, I, the intent was great and I think I think I think that like I said you said if they say swipe a card and make this a monthly payment you'll see the participation go down because ain't, ain't nothing ain't nothing worse than a broke motherfucker that got a loud voice <laughs> look Somebody, putting all this money up these stacks to their ears and shit yeah let the IRS start indicting motherfuckers <laughs> You haven't filed taxes in this amount of years, but we have you on social media with racks up to your ears. <laughs> makes, makes no sense. People got to stop, stop incriminating yourselves, first of all, but don't let... I think social media in, in spurts or in, in control is great. Like I said, I, like just being able to talk to somebody, you know what I'm saying, directly is cool, but like I think we get to a point now, I don't know how I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to be subsided at this, at this point though so that's all about that so we got two more parts to, to the show and this is the fun part before we get off of our podiums and we bashing y'all social media users out there <laughs> <laughs> um, this is uh, I have a 
social media abusers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I have a little app here, and this is like the fun part that we use on the show. It's called Would You Rather, and then we mix them up. I'm going to ask you, would you rather? And you're going to just answer and say why. And I'm going to say, you my answer and say why too. And then we're going to get your famous travel recommendations at the end of our show that we have every guest uh, recommend. She's well-traveled as well, which I, I also commend her for. So that all of my travelers out there can hear another great place to go to and visit. So that was her cue also to make sure she got her, uh, <laughs> she got a travel recommendation in mind. So we're going to mix up the would you rather questions now. And um, it's, some of these are hella silly. So I don't, discriminate between uh the questions they might be silly or goofy but you know you're just gonna have to uh go ahead and answer them anyway and then we'll just go from there we ask about three about three questions and then we'll uh, close out the segment so first would you rather is would you rather eat the most expensive dessert or drink the most expensive champagne in the world I would rather eat the most expensive dessert. Mmm. Why? I don't drink. <laughs> so that was an easy question. That was an easy question. I love sweets. Okay. 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 I hope the most expensive dessert because you know they be coming out with some prices out there. I'm like, I hope it's good. Good because I, you know, as long as it's worth it, I hope it's not something you know nasty. But that would be my choice. <laughs> That was a yeah, no-brainer. So, so she doesn't drink, but me, on the other hand, <laughs> I <do> drink. <laughs> and I know one thing, if I'm going to pay something for some expensive stuff, at least you're going to give me some type of right for <laughs> for that expense because the, the, the dessert is nasty. I'm going to toss it out, but I'm not going to toss no liquor. The liquor, liquor is nasty. Liquor is nasty as it is, so I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> hold my nose. I'm going to hold my nose and take it on down. Give me what it be. So. <laughs> the next one is, would you rather be in Michael Jackson's Thriller video or Drake's Hotline Bling video. I don't know how it's a comparison, but I think it's, I know what you're going to say. But go ahead. I'm going to go with Drake's Hotline Bling. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Thriller. I don't, I don't like scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be no good dressed I'm all not gonna, You got to have me in the video. Even though I know it's a video, it, it's scary. <laughs> I don't do scary. I don't do scary at all. So I'm going to go with Drake's Hotline Bling. And for some reason, I wouldn't mind just having one of them P. Diddy freestyle dances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a fan of Drake, but that was like actually one of the songs I like because it got a nice little... A little, 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 little round, little vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. You got to do one of them, them P. Diddy. You know, Diddy think he's a freestyle. Yeah, just do anything. He just, he just free spirited. <laughs> I'm gonna get like that one day. I, I'm not I'm not there yet, but I get like that one. I still be thinking about my movie before I do. He just go out and just do whatever. You know, he do whatever. <laughs> okay, the last one. This is Would you rather have a real estate license or a private detective license? Private detective, a private dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I thought you were gonna say real estate license. That's, I mean, that's, I that's what they call. <laughs> well, okay, I say that because I'm not a per. I don't really like to socialize. Okay, okay. So I don't really like so being a, um, or having a real estate license. Yeah, I don't want to be around people that much. Okay, okay. You, you do so have level up. I get to. I'm, I'm more incognito. So being a private dick, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can your little room by yourself. I and you can have all your... Incognito, exactly. Yeah. You can still be solving cases on your in your solitude or whatever, right? Yeah, I, exactly. I can, I, can, I, can, I can be on my Sherlock Holmes shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of like real estate. I, I kind of like real estate. I don't... I don't know if I want to be a the license is is, is a double edged question. I think I don't want to be selling. I like to be involved in the real estate game because, like I said, I like to travel. I like to have a house in Florida and have a house in Colorado and stuff like that. But it depends on what the real estate is. I don't want to be a salesman. But if, so. if you got money, you'll have property in Colorado <laughs> and and have right. it there. But I just feel like as far as real estate, even having a license, it puts you in that. Um, in that environment that you have to, you know, really talk to people. You have to, you know, I do it at work because I have to, but if I had a a choice between, like, just being more incognito, I I would go with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just suits my, um, my inner, uh, my inner self. (laughs) Out there, a private deck. (laughs) 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 Okay, so last question is, Said this every time before the end. The show was created in hopes of one day me, when I get my life together, starting a nonprofit organization for underprivileged kids to be able to, you know, travel anywhere outside of where they were raised and grew up in. Because, like, just like me and you, we both testaments to you know getting out and moving and not being in the same stagnant situation that you was raised in, no matter what your color your skin is, you know. But um, so. This is where our guests, we allow our guests to recommend a travel place or two that she would like, um, that you've been to or that you'd like to go that you, you know, that you would encourage someone. I know you travel a lot, so, um, I'm curious to see what you're going to say because you've been well traveled. Well, you see someone actually who travels a lot too, which is cool. Um, that I know she's going to have, uh, some information about whatever she's going to say. So what you got, Key? Okay. So for me, I don't know how many people is a fan of it, but one of the cheapest and best ways to travel and that's not expensive is a cruise. Mm. I love mm. cruises. I, I it's like four bird killing four birds with one stone. Um mm. I, I went on a cruise for five days. We had four destinations. Mm. We Puerto Rico, we went to Dominican Republic, nice. we went to um the Virgin Island um Vir- Virgin Island. And mm-hmm. also Grand Kirks and Caicos. Grand Turk and Caicos. Nice. All that. And the food is just unbelievable. Mm. The whole trip for two of us ended up coming about to twelve hundred bucks. Flights and everything included. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's real good. Passport because you were coming as long as you were leaving and entering back into the United States, you didn't need a passport. Mm. And you're spend time in each of these places and if you're someone you may not want to fly here and fly there i recommend Mm -hmm. this because you can get the best of both worlds even just the food alone i feel like it pays for the trip itself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the type of food that they serve and i mean it's, it's a wonderful experience the activities they have on a boat while you're in between travels, it's free. You're not paying for the comedy shows and the okay, clubs right. we have and, and mm-hmm. all of that. It's all free. They got casinos on the boats. I encourage anyone, if you don't ever, please take a cruise. I done been on mm-hmm. four. 
that's how much I like cruises. And I haven't even began to explore like the two week cruises going to Jamaica and going to mm-hmm. Europe and just different places. I just encourage start with a baby trip. You can do a three day cruise to like the Bahamas. Um, I went to Cozumel, Key West. Wow. You know, it was cheap. It was like three hundred and something bucks for a three day cruise. Mm. Uh, that's man, I ain't you the first person that said that, and that's that's awesome. First of all, like everything included, and then seeing all those places, seeing all those places, and I I forgot the key part you said. All the activities on the on the boat is free too. Yeah. Well, they included. They included as well. Yeah. You, you got to use money for the casino if you're going to gamble. Of course, but of course, you know, of course. it's a really, really good experience. And I'm someone who I have a fear of drowning. I never wanted to go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. I was kind of forced. Well, I wasn't forced. A friend of mine's planning a trip. The guy mm-hmm. she was messing with backed out at the last minute. It was paid for. Couldn't get her money back. I couldn't <laughs> let go by herself. Mm-hmm. I, Best decision I ever made. Ever since then, I've been on three more cruises since that one. Was, was your first one? Was you a little nervous at first when you got on the first cruise? Yeah, yeah I was nervous. <laughs> I, was like, I, needed, um, I needed one of them. Uh, I, I wanted to wear a life jacket. I wanted to go <laughs> with my own boat with floaties on. I just felt like it was going to be, you know, just just nauseous. It is so serene. It is. Mm. Beautiful. You don't even feel like you're on a boat. The, mm-hmm. the out there in the water is the whole experience was just it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. I know the cruise lines took took a little bit of a hit for COVID uh, yeah, or whatnot. It's it, 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 it definitely a time like people need to look into doing those things. Like, cause I mean, like I said, I think we talked a little bit in the green room about COVID. Like, this it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna have to normalize things. So mm-hmm. people. You need to take advantage of it and start looking things up because when they do open up, that's a good time to get a good, a really good price, a really good price. Yeah, that's a really good price to get. Put a little info info out there too. If you're members of Costco, Costco's have deals for cruises. Mm. Um, Remember, Costco's if you go on their line, they have um, deals through cruises as well. Oh wow, that's I didn't know that either. So hey, she's been spending knowledge out here though. So hey, it was a great conversation you you see how fast like an hour or so goes by when you're having a good time right like it's always like that and um i appreciate you coming on the show um you know it's always natural we talk all the time so we talk shit to each other all the time so this is this is pretty fairly easy fairly easy you know, to, to have a conversation with her or whatever and we'll it so, you know, during, during the sports season, I'll be talking a little trash. So I'm probably going to get her back on here before before the football season starts. You know, I started other... my jersey just so I can just irritate you with. <laughs> I'm going to be talking trash to her fucking fucking Cowboys for a long time, as long as I know her or whatever. But I'm probably going to get her back on here when we have like a three or four person episode before the season, uh, NBA season start or whatever. She does play fancy football too. There's also another, that's fucking cool. Y'all don't understand. Y'all got to go ahead and do some things. It's different. That's another thing that COVID ruined. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Trap parties and stuff. Oh like my that. goodness! Tuesday Which is night the best part. Didn't set Which my is... lineup up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna get past COVID and everything like that. Though. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, it'll probably be out as soon as possible and whatnot. And if you have any questions or concerns? Always email us and uh, get us on Twitter. Got any closing words, Keith? Like I said before, we close the, the segment. How'd you feel about how'd you feel about this episode? How'd you feel about the conversation? Because a lot of people, 
be all nervous when they get up here and they're like, oh, it's like a conversation. So yeah. we have several conversations and we mm-hmm. both talk. So mm-hmm. it's you know, it was it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty easy. So shout out to DC. That's the home away from home outside of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to get back to our little DMV area. Shout out to my DMV listeners, people out there. Um, stop the violence. Of course, I'm always sitting there. We got to do better as a people. Got to do better as a people. D.C. is a beautiful area. A beautiful area. I love the D.C. area. I love the East Coast in general. And, uh, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, get somebody from the heart of the city. <laughs> <laughs> from the heart of the city to keep it real or whatnot. So, for some reason, yeah. I just felt like singing this, doing the Shoe City commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seem to be cutting up all the time. Though, man. It's, it's actually really, really, really natural, though. So, uh, all the listeners out there, thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Um, keep it real all the time, 100 all the time. And uh, I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.